0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to C3SanDiego.com. Well, I've got a great word this this evening. So come with me to the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 2. The title of my message is Joy to the World. And if you think that I got it from Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation, Joy to the uh, maybe I did. Maybe I did, just maybe. Luke, Chapter 2, Verse 8 says this, now there were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you glad tidings or good tidings, good news of great joy, everyone say joy, which will be to some people, most people. Come on, which will be to and Isn't that amazing? Which will be to all people. I'm not sure whether you realize this, but what well, the angels are heralding, and angels, they're not given to, uh, to exaggeration. They're not given to hyperbole. They just, the word angel, angelos means messenger. So they hear from the father who doesn't lie and then they declare it. And so if the Bible here says that joy, which will be to all people. You need to understand that there's joy to all people. There's joy to all people. To. That means God sent to you joy. Now, if you haven't unpacked it yet, you're in the right place. Yet, if you haven't opened it and accessed it yet, you're in the right place. But I'm telling you, there's joy to all people. Now, joy is different to happiness. Did you know that? Happiness is depends on what happiness If something good happiness then I'm happy but if something bad happiness then I'm unhappy so it rises and falls on what happens joy is completely different joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit nothing needs to change on the outside nothing needs to change circumstantially for me to have joy joy is a well on the inside of you that rises up that bubbles up The devil doesn't want you to have joy. The devil doesn't want you to have joy. He wants you to live like the rest of the world in a pursuit of happiness. In a pursuit. Always grasping it. Like little maverick. Got it. Oh. Well, you're always trying to get it, but you can't seem to catch it. You you don't need to be in an exhaustive chase of happiness. You can have joy you can have joy the bible says the joy of the lord is your the joy of the lord is your strength isn't that interesting the joy of the lord is your strength when the devil through the philistines was trying to take down his opponent this guy samson was devastating i mean devastating the philistines every plan that the devil had to finally surround and enslave and, and, and oppress and, and wipe out God's people, the Israelites, God raised up this warrior. God raised up this Samson. And one time, one time, because he, he burnt all their, their fields, that was so mad, and the Israelites were like, man, now you've gone and done it. Why, why, why do you have to? And so the Israelites said, listen, we're handing you over lest they come, and we just want to... We just want peace. We don't want conflict. And and so Samson said, okay, well, promise me you won't kill me yourselves. And they said, we promise we won't kill you ourselves. Cross our heart, hope to die, the whole thing. And so they they, they bind him with six ropes. So they tie him up with six ropes and they deliver him. And the Bible says that that 3,000 Philistines came out to receive this one man, one man with God's strength, one man with heaven's strength, 3,000. And the Bible says that just as the the Israelites handed him over, as they passed him off, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And (laughs) the six rows snapped like flax. And then he looked down and the Bible says there was a jawbone of an ass. I always wondered what a jawbone. Anyway, and so, uh, but apparently it's a donkey. It's a donkey. It's a jawbone of a donkey. And uh, that's really naughty, I know. And he picks up. (laughs) <laughs> oh, dear Jesus, help me. Hey, not only am I not getting a lump of coal, but I'm going to get saved this Christmas as well. So come on, how good is that? Now that I've crossed from the naughty list, I probably just got back on the naughty list. Here's another lump of coal. Anyway, and so so he picks up a jawbone of an ass, of a donkey. And uh, and the Bible says that he, he destroys a thousand men. So the other 2,000 tuck tail and run and then they were perplexed they they had to hire Delilah saying find out the secret of his strength what is the secret of his strength they knew if they could take away his strength they could take away his vision the first thing they did when she shaved his hair and the spirit of the Lord left him and his strength left him the first thing they did was bored out both his eyes. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There are so many people walking around without joy and they've lost their strength. When you lose your strength, the first thing the enemy makes sure is he takes away your vision. So you have no vision of the future. You will find a person that is destitute of joy, who is destitute of strength, isn't dreaming of the greatest year 2020, isn't dreaming about home ownership, isn't dreaming about starting their own company, owning their own company, isn't dreaming about asking that beautiful young lady or isn't dreaming about saying yes to that. The devil knows if he can take your strength, he can take away your vision. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, if the joy of the Lord is your strength, then we better have a look at what joy really is. Somebody say Amen. So, anyway, so I got sidetracked. I know. So it says, joy to all will be to all people, which means that's for you and me. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you: you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. What an amazing, amazing passage of Scripture. Let me just kind of give you a backdrop and then we'll jump into. I want to give you three quick thoughts, three quick points tonight. The, the backdrop to all of this is the angels come and they, they, they declare from heaven there is now goodwill towards man. The angels come and they declare peace on earth. The angels come and they declare joy. They declare that joy is entering the world. If you read your Bibles, which I encourage, in Genesis 6, it tells us about some uh, heavenly interference. It says that the the sons of God, the angels, came down, went into the daughters of men, reproduced a hybrid offspring, and began to corrupt and pervert mankind uh, the the architects behind the pyramids not just in Egypt but right around the world uh, humans we, we, you don't go from an agrarian culture to understanding Pythagoras' theorem and and the 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 circumference and the the size of the ark being a perfect a perfect Um, ratio of the mass of planet earth people who can barely get crops to grow can't create things that are so perfectly true north to the millimeter that the 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 pyramids in Giza are a direct within a millimeter reflection of the Orion belt we didn't have that technology this came from these these beings came these these and they taught them things they taught them how to abort babies they taught women the beautification arts because they were going into the daughters of men. They were killing the husbands and taking whichever wives they, they wanted. Uh, they, they taught them metallurgy. They taught them weapons of war, how to manufacture weapons of war. The Bible says before the end of chapter six, in fact, just a few verses later, it says, and the earth was filled with violence because of theirs. The Bible goes on to say that not only was the earth filled with violence, but but every thought, every intent of man's heart was only evil continually, so much so that God felt pain. The Bible says, And the Lord was grieved in his heart, and he had regretted that he had made man. And because of the violence, God says, I've got to start all over again. So I'm going to send a judgment. I'm going to wipe everything out with a flood. But Noah found grace in God's sight. and and the earth has gone backwards and forwards with violence and oppression from one dynasty and one kingdom one empire to another seeking to enslave seeking to dominate we live in a world today where there's still this oppression but Jesus Jesus is interjected by the father the angels come saying we're going to put an end to all of this misery we're going to put an end to all of this oppression and violence we're actually going to bring a light into the world we're actually going to bring hope into the world and all who come into him are going to have joy the Bible says that that out of Zion will come your scepter. Out of Zion will not just come the Lord, but out of Zion will come the scepter. Rule in the midst of your enemies. You can rule no matter what is surrounding you. No matter what is around about you, you can rule. You can have authority. You can conquer. So let me just give you three quick thoughts. The first one is Jesus is the replacer. Jesus is the replacer. He, he came to replace oppression with deliverance and freedom. Jesus came to replace chaos and disorder with order, divine order and function. Jesus came to replace. He came to replace. Whatever you're going through, if you're struggling right now, Jesus came to replace struggle with blessing, with a flow, with freedom. Jesus came to to replace anxiety. He, He came to replace it with hope. He came to, to to replace darkness and chains with vision and future. Yeah. Jesus came as a replacer. In Isaiah 60, verse 2 to 4, it says, To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of our God's vengeance, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise in the place of of a spirit of despair so that they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Isn't that interesting? That he may be glorified. Do you know there's a theology out there that says what glorifies God is your suffering? That, you know, that that God gets glory when you suffer. Like God wakes up in the morning and he's, Gabriel, I'm just feeling low. Oh, what do you want me to do about it? Lord, I don't know, make some people suffer. Okay, oh, that's better. <sighs> now, I love that people are, oh, like grieving when I say that. But you don't need to understand that there are, there are Christian institutions teaching that. That somehow God gets good. Well, let's just read what the Scripture says. The Scripture says, To provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise in place of a spirit of despair so that they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planning of the Lord that he may be glorified. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Rebuild, restore, renewed. You see that? They will rebuild ancient ruins. They will restore the places long ago. They will renew the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. I want you to know what gives God glory is when you understand that Jesus came into the world to bring joy to the world. And how does he bring joy? He's gonna turn your mourning into dancing. Come on, somebody. He's gonna turn your hopelessness into hope. He's gonna turn your, your, your captivity. He's gonna turn captivity captive. He's gonna bring you into freedom. He's gonna bring you into blessing. He's the curse breaker. He's the curse reverser. You better believe that you've got a God, you've got a God that flips things, that replaces things. Can somebody say amen? Now, now the, the, the great tragedy is, is that you and I live in a world that is continually trying to hijack you. It is continually trying to hijack you and don't believe that, it, that the church is the only place teaching. The world will try to teach you. In, in the world, the world says if a woman is beautiful, then she'll be loved. But the Bible teaches if a woman is loved, then she'll be beautiful. The, the world says that, that if somebody has abused you, hurt you, wounded you, then, then vengeance will make it better. But Jesus says, no, 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 forgive. If you forgive... Now, you may say, like I did, well, hang on. No, no, you don't understand. You don't understand what they've done. They don't deserve to be forgiven, and they don't ask to be forgiven. And 100%, they, they don't deserve it, and they don't, uh, they're not asking for it. I, 100% I, 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 when Jesus was on the cross, and they were gambling for His clothes, and He says, Father, forgiven. They weren't asking, they, neither were they deserving. The Bible says, why will we yet yet as Christ died. See, the problem with vengeance is vengeance is something that you rehearse. The devil has you in a prison, a prison of the mind where you're continually rehearsing the abuse. You're continually rehearsing the wounding. You're continually rehearsing the pain that they inflicted you and all that does, it just consumes you and it consumes you. You ask people in prison. You ask people sitting on death row. You ask people who are in jail, who committed a crime, who got their vengeance, whether it took away the pain, whether it took away the sting, whether it took away, whether it made them whole, whether it made, you'll find in every single case, Noah didn't. There's something about fear Forgiveness. When you forgive, you you literally put them into the hand of God. You're no longer a prison. You're no longer a prisoner. You're no longer in chains. When you forgive, there's something powerful. When you forgive, you need to understand, when you forgive, you hand them over to God. Most people don't forgive because they, they don't know God or they don't trust God. Hang on, hang on, hang on, no, no, no. If I forgive them, then, then they'll get away with it. Do you really think, do you really think that God is blind? Do you really think that God is a fool? The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. Jesus said for every idle word, men will give an account on the day of judgment. You you better believe that you you may fool an earthly judge. You can bribe an earthly judge. Here on the earth, justice is perverted, not in heaven. The Bible says, "On that day, on that day, the people will, will, who rejected God will hide, begging the mountains and the rocks to fall on them, to hide them from the one who, who sits, on, hide them from the face of the one who sits on the throne." You better believe. On that day, you can trust God. God is a good God. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Give it over to God. Set yourself free. Don't live another day. But the world says that vengeance will make it all better. Jesus says forgiveness will release you from captivity. Somebody say amen. Amen. The world says that life is unfair, that you're a victim. The Bible says that you were born a winner, that you're more than a conquering Christ Jesus. See, let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. The most powerful thing that you can do is decide where to put your amen. Amen. I was in Africa several years ago and uh, we were kind of driving through one of those safari parks and we came upon some uh, rhinoceroses, some ri- rhinoceri, ri- rhinos, we came up to some rhinos. And we were in a van and I promise you the rhino w- was the same size as the van. Like on the TV, they got these. You know, the tusk looked like about this big. The tusk from this like was like three foot. He could have peeled open with his tusk the size. If he would have ran, we would have. It was. I, I've never. I was so in awe. And then, then we come up and there's these big bull elephants. I mean, they could have knocked the thing over and stamped on the thing. Like I was just in awe at the size of these things, and yet. The Bible teaches us that God created the beasts out of the earth. He created the birds in the heaven, the fish in the sea, and then The pinnacle, the exclamation point on all of his creation was, he said, Let us make man in our image and in our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field. Where to have dominion? And I I remember just thinking, Man, how do I have dominion over something that's got 10 times my strength, 20 times my strength? Looking at the lion and the cheetah and the jaguar, uh, you know, 10 times my speed, and yet we have dominion. The reason we have dominion is because we're made in His image and in His likeness. Well, what does that mean? What's the difference between us and the animal kingdom? One thing and one thing only, speech. The ancient Chinese symbol for man is a mouth with legs. Is a mouth with legs. Because we're a speaking being. The problem is the devil has hijacked our amen. Jesus says, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in. How does God's will travel from heaven into earth? Through your mouth. Your mouth is the gateway. Your mouth is the gateway. Where where you place your amen. See, the devil is so crafty. He has a hashtag, hashtag me too. Because he wants to hijack your amen. Hey, you're an abused victim, put your amen, hashtag me too. Because he wants you to live your whole life that my identity is what somebody else did to me. But you have the power to choose where to put your amen. When we came to San Diego, they to—they they wanted to steal my Amen. They try to tell you well, in San Diego. You need to understand. That, you know, uh, there's no such thing as a as a big spirit filled church. If you want to be an influential church, don't to be a spirit filled church. Oh, you need to understand. If, you, if you're going to empower women, man, you, you're not going to grow. This is this is a Kevin Chapel strong. You know, oh, if you want to build a big whatever you do, do not talk about tithes enough you, and of you. And if you're thinking of getting built, don't forget about building. There's no buildings. There's no. You got to get a conditional use permit. You got to go to the city get a conditional use permit. And the city's not giving away buildings. Yeah. You know? And so they tried to they try to get me to, to put my my amen to get my and and the amen. If I put my amen there, then I've got an excuse. Oh, how San Diego is hard. Yeah, see where I parked my amen. Amen. How amen. How hard it is. We just want to be spirit filled, it's just hard being spirit filled. And and it's really hard to get a building. We're still in a school, renting a school. For my, but, but I just made a decision. I am putting my amen there. Let somebody else put the amen there. I'm gonna take my amen, I'm gonna put it. I'm just going to go crazy. I'm just going to put away God says stuff. The Bible says that Abraham, contrary to hope, in hope, believed. you know what Abraham did he just he just moved his amen. When Abraham was 99 and Sarai was 89, God appeared to him and said, this time next year you're going to have a son, 99 and 89. And he says, and in honor of this great blessing, I know I told you 40 years ago, but now's the time. Now's the time. He says, what I want you to do is I want you to change your name. Change your name from Avram, which means exalted father, to Avraham, father of nations. He had to go to people in the marketplace. Hey, Avram. Oh, it's not exalted father anymore. I'm glad you changed your name. It's a little bit embarrassing. No kids. What would you change it to? Father of nations. Really? You've been sucking on grandma's cough syrup, have you? He looked loco. But you know what he was doing? saying, I could put my amen there, but they don't get me no baby. I can put my amen with the biologists. I can put my amen with the doctors. I can put my amen with the experts. But God gave me the power of an amen. So I'm going to move my amen. I'm going to put my amen over here. Where, 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 where's your amen? Where's your amen? I've made a decision. I'm just going to, I'm just going to amen the word of God. God God wants his, God don't need no help. When he appeared to Mary, Mary's like, hang on, whoa, whoa, (laughs) slow down, slow down, Gabriel. You're saying, oh, you're going to have a child and his name's going to be Jesus and he'll be called the son of the most high and he'll be the savior of God's people and he's going to change the world and split time in half, B-C-A-D, slow down, slow down, slow down. (laughs) I think you got the wrong address. You probably want to get some help from UPS. I am a virgin. I'm not in a relationship. I'm not even married, so I think you got the wrong. How's this going to happen? And he says, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and that which is going to be conceived in your womb is going to fulfill Scripture that says, "Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she shall bring forth, and his name shall be Emmanuel, God with us." You're going to fulfill a. You're going to fulfill the word of God. I know it's impossible but you know what what she did she said let it be to me according to thy word you know what she said she said you know what i'm going to park my amen over here i know i'm going to get persecuted i know i know i'm going to be ostracized i know people are going to slander yeah i bet she's been she, he, 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 I, 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 people in that community you got stoned to death if you were messing around in your in your, you got pregnant out of wedlock and, and she Put up with all the being ostracized and vilified by her community, all the persecution. She's like, "Let it be to me, man. If I got a chance to bring Jesus into the world, if I got a chance to be part of God's plan, Amen. I'm going to park my Amen there. Where are you parking your Amen? Make a decision. Don't let the devil. Don't let the devil to say, man, you can't buy a house in San Diego. Have you seen how difficult it is to buy a house in San? Have your house prices are so, and the house prices in San Diego are so expensive there are young people yeah. don't park your Amen there. Your amen with my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Do you know that every year, every year, there is no angel sent from heaven to say, And the blessing of the Lord shall no longer work in the following cities? <laughs> we know that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and has no sorrow with it, but there's a caveat, people caveat God needs favorable winds, favorable soil, favorable circumstances. You know, even His Word can't prevail over the elements. So the following cities, Moscow, London, Munich, New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego. Sorry about that. San Diego. God's arm is not shortened that I cannot say. When you're believing God for a home in San Diego, it's not like God's in heaven. It's going, oh, oh, oh. Gabriel, do something about that. Juergen, why is he riling them up? Doesn't he know how hard that is for me? Half the time, God only gets going when we start to get audacious. The worst prayer, and you can ask any of my team, they are removed from the stage and censured if they use this four-letter word when they pray. Just. Lord, we just ask that you... Lord, we just... Lord, we're just asking that you would just... You know, as though though you're bothering God. Lord, we just... Oh, Gabriel, they're crying out to me again. Lord, we just ask... Well, I wasn't going to, but here's a few crumbs. Go ahead. (laughs) Now, don't bother me again. Scram! You know, it's like... Like we just... When Jesus taught the disciples, he didn't say, and, and just, Lord, just, I just ask that you just, mm. watch this, very naughty, very naughty. Becky Lynn Heinrichs is an amazing mama. All her children use incredible manners. Please and thank you. Jesus says, when you pray, say, oh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us. Oh, excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> uh, we need to get you to spend some time with Becky Lim. That is no way to approach the great potentate of the universe. That is no, I'm not sure if Mary, or mama, didn't educate you properly. But we say please and thank you. Give us this day our daily prayer. Are you kidding? The audacity. God gets going in audacious prayers. The devil is a liar. He wants you to think, well, you know, you you can't ask God to heal cancer, but, you know, he he does do headaches, just not not the big things. And, you know, you can believe God for, you know, a, a, a parking space at Vons near the front near the entrance but you can't believe him for a home you can believe him for a roof over the no 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 no. are you kidding is anything too difficult for the lord is anything but everything everything rise and falls on where you put your amen can i encourage you 2020 make a decision this year i'm leaning in because jesus is a replacer jesus he replaces fear with faith He replaces doubt with hope. Whatever you've been walking for, make a decision. This year I'm gonna lean in. I'm not gonna miss a Sunday. I'm gonna lean in to hear this word. Because when I hear the word fight, I got a place to stick my amen. Stick my if if you have a look. At anybody who's been at this church for just a few months and have a look at the trajectory change in their life and all that it is, is they've just learned where to put their amen. They've stopped putting their amen with what the devil said. They stopped putting their amen with what the economist said. They stopped putting their amen with what the doctors are saying. They stopped putting their amen with what, they decided, you know what, my amen is way too sacred. I wanna put my amen behind what God has said. Because how many people know that the place of agreement is a place of authority? Come on, the place of agreement is a place of power. Like my, my little Zoe, she is the cutest little button. I've got three handsome boys and then my little princess. Twice Leanne had me booked into the mutilation shop. I mean, the, uh, the vasectomy, the neutered cat. Twice I wriggled out of it. And I got my little Zozo. She was convinced, she was convinced all I could make was boys, but God spoke to me and he said, you're gonna have a daughter. And so I managed to get out of those appointments and once I so just, I just happily went. <laughs> neuter away, doctor, neuter away. <laughs> now I wear cardigans and drink soy lattes and watch the Hallmark Channel and cry. No, that's true. I hate soy lattes. <laughs> when you arrive in hell, the first beverage they give you is it's a soy latte. Oh! Well, you should have chose Jesus. That's <laughs> anyway. And so that may not be true. But anyway, my little Zoe, my little Zoe. You ask, you ask Geordie, My little Zoe, she is so crafty. Her and Mum have been, you know, baking in the afternoon, and she's made these, you know, little uh, chocolate chip cookie. And man, when they come out of the oven, mm, 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 you know freshly baked cookies out of the oven. Oh, dear. You know, you could be three miles. What the heck is, you know, it's like, and, and so she's, she's like, you know, Mum, can I have one? And Mum's like, no, no, no. This is for after dinner, not before dinner. The problem is dad has got no idea. Dad's been at work and I come home after work and, and I don't want to, I just want to just catch up on the news. So I'll turn the TV on and Zoe's so clever. She knows that her daddy is a boy. And a fact about boys is they can't multitask. They can't do two things at once. We can't watch the television and make educated. So she comes up very, very craft. She sees me watching. She's like, "Dad, go, oh, hey, baby, she's just watch on this. She goes, can I have a cookie. Yes, yeah, sure. Just whatever. Just." The next one, she's got you know, cookie dough and chocolate all over her face and. Her mum's freaking out. She goes, but dad told me I could. Now there's World War III between Leanne and me. <laughs> I taught, you know, and I made a law. And it can't be changed like the law of the Medes and the Persians. <laughs> and you just, you just give in. You know, you know. And I'm like, oh man, what have I done? Because Zoe knows that in the place of disagreement, there's a loss of authority. But in the place of agreement, if I would have said, did mama say? No, not till after dinner, that word is established. The devil knows that where you move your amen, the most powerful thing is put your amen with God. Yeah, but I did that, nothing happened. Just keep putting it back there with God. Just keeping it, putting it back there with God. Keep putting it back there with God. Do you know how many times Joseph could have moved his amen? He decided, I ain't am amening, sleeping with part of his wife part of his wife is like come on come to bed he's tre- he treats you like a slave i know he's out there cheating on me come on no one will know i ain't telling anybody said part of his wife because the penalty in egypt for adultery is death do you think i'm going to tell anybody no one will know this will be our little secret joseph you can have sex without paying for it and joseph's like yeah i've got an amen but I had a dream and then the dream came a second time and the dream was awesome. What you're offering will be pleasurable but only temporal pleasure. And if I put my amen there, it means I, yeah, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'm going to put my amen over here with the dream. He ends up in a prison. Prisoners are like, and you said what, dude? What is wrong with you? <laughs> she wouldn't have told anybody. Look at you now. You're in. You're a convicted felon. Come on, man. Do you really think an attempted rapist is going to end up? Just plant your dream here. You're a plant your amen here. You're a victim. Life was fit. You should have, man. If only you had. He's like, yeah. No, no, no my God is big enough. He gave me two dreams. The first dream, the sheaves of the field were bowing before me. Sheaves are something that humans plant, something that humans nurture, something that humans water, and something that humans harvest. But the second dream, God gave me a second dream. The second is an amen. Sometimes God has to amen Himself. He says, the second dream, I saw the sun, moon, and stars, and they bowed down to me. In other words, God was preparing me that the time would come where the dream to come to pass, it would be out of human hands. It would be beyond my capacity, would be beyond my ability that I need to look to divine. And I only know one way how to unlock heaven. And it's where I place my amen. So I'm going to take my amen and I'm going to place it over here. Amen to the dream. But it's impossible. I know it's impossible. But guess what? With God, all things are possible. With men, it is impossible. But I'm not just with men. I'm also with God. If you read the Bible, the Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. When the Lord was with Joseph, Joseph was in the all things are possible network. Can I just encourage you? that God, with God, all things are possible. His arm is not shortened and it cannot save. God is an awesome God. He's a powerful God. Put your amen over here. Now, I did preach this message and got through all three points this morning. I haven't even got through one point this evening. So I promise you, if you want to get the three points, they can help you this morning. I think we recorded it this morning, Michael Hundley. Did we record it? Yes, okay. So you can get the three points this morning. Forgive me. I got carried away, but it's your fault. I'm blaming you. There was just a pull here. I had to labor on that. Let me just say this. Let me just say this in finishing. It is so important. It is so important what you hear. It is so important what you listen to. You and I are continually surrounded by negative narrative, negative voices, trying to get you to... to, Yeah. Yeah. You're right. To put your amen there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, when I got saved, I, I, got, I, I got so addicted to the Bible. I got so addicted to the house of God. I love the Word of God. I love the house of God. I, I struggle even. Now, I'm, my 80s soundtrack kind of was the muse for Twisting. But I wanted to make all of those songs glorify Jesus. I love listening to Christian music. I love singing Christian songs. I love singing songs that declare the glory of God and the goodness of God. Because what you sing about, you bring about. I want to put my amen, I want to hear podcasts, I want to hear the Word of God, and I put my amen there. Now The Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. God doesn't like me because I've got a funny haircut and I wear a white jacket with white pants. My wife went, oh dear, as I walked out the door. But I got dressed while she was preoccupied. (laughs) Let me tell you, God doesn't love me more than He loves you. God is devoted to His Word. The Bible says He watches over His Word to perform it. Do you know the Bible says that, that God... Has charged his angels to perform his word. God has charged his angels to perform his word. When you charge your phone, when you charge your, it's ready to do what God has charged his angels, they are charged, ready to go, and they're just waiting for his word. They are servants of his word. Now, here's the thing when the word comes out, they don't know where it came from. They don't even ask where it came from. They just reckon, oh, that's the Word of God. That's the Word of God. They don't know that it came out of the mouth of a Kenny Robbins. They don't know that it came out of the mouth of a Tessa Fuller saying, my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Devil, this home is my home in the... They don't know that it came from a Michael Huntley. They don't know that it came from a rich Julia By His stripes I am healed. Cancer, get out of my... They they don't... All they know is it's the Word of God. All they know is it's the Word of God. All they know... They've been charged to execute the Word of God. Don't put your amen with the naysayers. Don't put your amen with the, the people who are perishing and have no hope. Don't put your amen with the humanists. Don't put your amen with the, put your amen with the Word of God. we got one shot. we got one life. I've made a decision. Let's shoot for the moon. And once we hit that, let's let's use that as a launching pad to, to, to go for Alpha Centauri. I don't know, whatever's next. But life's too short. I've just made a decision. Honestly, my entire life was, I just, I didn't want to park my amen there. Ah, I didn't want that light. Oh, that's, oh. I said, Well, I've got nothing else to lose. I'm going to put all my chips on God. And everyone's like, You're an idiot. Oh my gosh, do you really, do you know what the odds are of the. I know. Uh, I don't know why I've got faith in God. But to you. And 45 black wins. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible the greatest thing you can do is get with God. Get with God. Come on, if you believe that tonight, give God a a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Him a praise. Father, we bless you. God, we magnify you. God, we give you all the glory, all the praise. Hallelujah. Lift your hands high to heaven. Stretch your hands towards beautiful Pastor Becky Lynn Heinrichs. Becky, I'm telling you, sweetheart, this, this year you walked through uh, inner, there was some inner battles, some inner obstacles, some inner struggles. Some of them people knew about, most of them nobody knew about, but your heavenly Father saw. Your heavenly Father would say to you, my daughter, you have no idea, my daughter, my princess. That what you have overcome in private will always, will always result in promotion in public. You're gonna step into a brand new anointing this year. You watch the anointing that is on you. I literally see the word 7X. It is gonna the 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 deliverance, the healing, there's gonna be a release of the healing and the clarity in the prophetic. Your leadership mantle, your capacity and your ability to see, you're going to see further and see greater. You're stepping into a brand new dimension, a brand new authority. You're stepping into because, because when it seemed unfair, when it seemed hard, when it seemed difficult, where most would have pulled back, daughter, where most would have pulled back, my princess, you stepped forward. You kept going. You said, I'm not coming this far, facing this much pain to quit now. I'm grinding it out. No, 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 I I ain't happy with it being cut down. I want the roots out. I want that because of that. The Lord would say 2020 is going to be an extraordinary year of fruitfulness in ministry for you. Come on, give God a praise. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands high to heaven. Lift your hands high to heaven. Jesus is the replacer. Jesus is the replacer. He replaces your chains. He replaces... the morning with joy with dancing he replaces hopelessness he replaces dysfunction he replaces it with divine order with blessing i want you to know tonight it is joy is for you it is your life should be filled with joy Your life should be filled with joy. Joy is a bubbling on the inside. The greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You should laugh at the devil. When the devil comes in like a flood, you can laugh because the Bible promises when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. It doesn't say when the enemy comes in like a flood, the praying Christian it says the spirit of the Lord God has already got your back. You need to understand you are a child of the Most High. And when the devil comes in, God has already predetermined. You touch him, you take anything, you're going to pay back double. You know what happened to Job? Everything the devil took in chapters 1 and 2, he had to pay back double for his trouble in the last chapter of Job. God restored all back and then increased, lengthened his days to enjoy everything. You need to understand that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God is already, i got your back. He is your helper. He is your comforter. He is your strength. He is your counselor. He is your standby. The Holy Ghost is your friend. It's a lie that the church brought into that somehow we need to be afraid of the Holy Ghost or ignore the Holy Ghost. No, no, not in this house. In this house, I know that I couldn't make it without the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I need His presence. I need His power in my life.